0: Hello, my name is Tom Boone.
1: And I'm Joanna Bailey.
0: Welcome to a brand new episode of the Simple Flying Podcast, where we'll give you the lowdown on the latest news from the world of commercial aviation. Here's what we've got for you this week.
1: Coming up today, I'll take a look at what Boeing's 777X demonstrators have been up to, and Tom will explain why British Airways Boeing 747s may have hope yet.
0: Joe will review Lufthansa's future fleet plans while I look at Ryanair's continued suffering.
1: Finally, we'll take a look at the latest Greenpeace-designed livery for Air France's 777s.
0: So now you know what's in store, let's get on with the show. And you wanted to start with the 777 today, Joe?
1: I wouldn't mind, starting with the 777X, if you don't mind, Tom. Um, So we all know (laughs) the 777X, or 7779, if you like, has been delayed. Um, We know that it's not expected to enter service until 2023. um, Mm. And in fact, one of its customers, British Airways, said it wouldn't expect any 7779s to come before 2024. So, Well, I mean,
0: it's nice of them to finally admit that because so far it's just been like no comment no comment and it's like we know they're not coming in 2022 when are they coming
1: <laughs> absolutely well they finally uh wised up to the fact that it's late 2023 probably for the first models and yeah everybody hmm. else has got to wait a bit longer but... I mean
0: even Emirates I think they're they're expecting the second one and I think they're planning for 2024 so I think it will literally just be Lufthansa in Guessing late twenty three.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, it has not been going to plan. Yeah, quite possibly. Um, But nevertheless, Boeing is still pressing ahead with its flight testing to get these babies certified. Um, So, I thought it might be exciting, or maybe a bit nerdy, if you like, to track down all four demonstrators and see what they've been up to recently. Um, So, if you're interested in the 777X, you'll know that they're all registered November 779X and then a letter from W to Z, depending on which one it's is um, mm. the lower ones being the first off the production line and the Z being the last one? So, um, the first one, XW, has been the most active. Um, I looked and it has done 26 flights in January alone this year. Um, and interestingly, it's the only one that's operating out of an airport other than Boeing Field. So, it's actually over in Clinton in Oklahoma right now um, and is doing some rather interesting flight paths. If you uh, like to look at your flight paths on uh, Radar Box or Flight Radar or whatever your preferences do go and check it out because it's doing some low altitude flying in what almost looks like a kind of racetrack hold it looks pretty interesting so uh, obviously something quite serious going on there um N779XX has been quite active as well. That one's doing about 12 flights per month. Um, okay. But those have been averaging just around three hours since its rollout last year. But now it looks like they're moving on to longer flight testing with this one. So in February, it flew a couple of test flights that were five and then seven hours and um, XY, it's the next aircraft off the production line, hasn't been Mm. doing very much. In fact, it's only flown six times since its maiden voyage last August. Um, Is that the
0: one in the all-white livery?
1: I think it is. Yeah, that's Mm. right. And it hasn't done any flying at all since the 22nd of January. Um, So I'm guessing that that one's more involved in maybe some ground tests or something. Um, I'm not privy to Boeing's it precise kind of certification. You need to schedule, get in those meetings, but, um, Joe. I do. I want to know where it is and why it's not flying. <laughs> but the one that actually got me into this kind of path of um, investigations and of av- geeking out was uh, XZ, which was, uh, we spotted it. It popped up on radar one day doing a long flight down the California coast. And looking mm. at its history, um, it was up in Alaska, it was up in Fairbanks doing cold soap testing. Um, and since it came back down almost every day it's been doing long flights of uh, between four and a half to six and a half hours Um, and mostly this has been up and down sort of California and Oregon coast from Seattle. I'm jealous. Um, (laughs) Yeah I know I want to fly too Um, but it's if you look at the flight paths there have been some kind of unusual flight parameters so for Hmm. example at the very end of February it flew for 90 minutes at 10,000 feet of altitude or less Um, And then it did the opposite on the first day of March. It flew at 43,000 feet or higher for two and a half hours. So I I think it's just interesting to kind of see what's involved in certification, because the last time a brand new aircraft was certified, we didn't really, we weren't really privy to all these kind of radar Hmm. paths and flight trackers to see what goes on. That would
0: have been the, the 350, would it? or
1: i guess it would have been that was the last clean sheet design that we saw roll out and that was you know a while ago i don't think there was adsb around or certainly not to the extent it is now i mean
0: there was the max just like a couple of years ago two free but um that wasn't a clean sheet design at all
1: no not at all but that's
0: another podcast entirely oh,
1: and in fact you know if we're being honest the triple seven x isn't a clean sheet design because yeah. it's taking oh, grandfather rights from you know the triple seven uh, 200 from many I decades mean, ago but uh, it, it looks it's kind different. of
0: <laughs> it, it's being more clean sheeted than the max to my understanding Yeah,
1: it really is it's not just having mm. new bits stuck on it from onto an old airframe it it's going to be the king it's going to be the big aircraft of the future and probably the only big aircraft we see a lot of with the not smelly a380s around and what have you I mean, but The
0: 350 that's that's big enough in my heart
1: it is not as big though <laughs> So, um, so, yeah, I just thought it was interesting to see that despite the delays and the, hmm. the, you know, Boeing admitting that everything's been put back, they're still keeping their foot on the accelerator for the certification. And, yeah. you know, as I will explain shortly, the buyers of the 777X are still committed. In fact, Lufthansa wants a fleet of 20 by the middle of this decade. So okay. I'll cover more on that later. Um, well, I'm for looking now, forward to
0: going to the delivery of that at Frankfurt. Uh,
1: I might join you, Tom. That, that would be fun.
0: <laughs> if you're listening, Carl, Boston, don't send it to munich come to frankfurt <laughs> no i think um from my knowledge is they're, they're planning to base i thought the boeings were going to be at frankfurt and the airbuses were going to be over at um munich so
1: mm, it would make sense for it to fly into frankfurt mm. it's like the flagship airport for germany yeah. isn't it so yeah fingers crossed <laughs> so uh, and on from one big aircraft to another big aircraft what have you got to tell us about boeing's queen's uh, uh british airways queens should i say <laughs> well,
0: the british airways is boeing queens so i'll give you that um, Yeah,
1: thanks <laughs> no I,
0: I i thought it was interesting that um because you know like maybe i think it was september last year there was that rumor going around that um Rocia would be taking um a couple of or a handful of boeing 747s from british airways and
1: yeah I uh, the airline that.
0: fairly quickly shut that down um but you know like it's looking as though four of the 747s may have found a new life because according to registration data from the UK Civil Aviation Authority, four of the five 747s that are being stored in Terrell have been transferred to the... Bermudean aircraft registry. Ooh. Um, and you know, you could think, well, what does that mean? That doesn't really tell us anything. Well, it 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 tells it, it doesn't, you're right, it doesn't tell us anything in certainty in any way, shape, or form. But, you know, like it just opens the door to a lot of questions. Um, you know, the reason given on the UK aircraft registry for the removal is Transferred to another country or authority with Bermuda listed, and um, if you take um, you know the seven four seven that caught fire in Spain, that's been yeah. was already being scrapped. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look at the record for that, the status is rather different. It says permanently withdrawn from use, uh, which right. is like a very this is the end. So yeah, yeah, uh, you know, like you know, we don't know that anything's going to happen to the aircraft, but it, it's it's more positive saying it's been transferred than just. It has been permanently withdrawn from use. Um,
1: But there aren't any airlines in Bermuda that could fly the 747, are there?
0: Well, no, there's not. And I was going to get to that in a second. Um, okay, so,
1: sorry, I'll, I'll shut no, up. <laughs> no, 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 don't
0: worry. So um, after all, like, why are you going to go to the effort of uh, re-registering something if it's going to be scrapped was the point that I was going to make. Um, but um, just quickly, the four aircraft that it is, is uh, Gulf Civ A, Civ S, Civ T and Civ X. Um, but you're, you're right, it does raise the question of where on earth these aircraft will end up because Bermuda is very unlikely. But We've got a couple of clues, um, and I just want to completely reiterate that this is pure speculation, unconfirmed. Um, it's not. Don't don't take this as like what is happening. Um, it's just speculation. <laughs> um, but you know, like back in September, like I mentioned, there were the rumours that several of these uh, would be going to the Russian carrier Rusia, and they've already got like nine, I think, of their own seven four sevens. All right, and as we said like at the time ba said no this is not happening there's no r- truth to these rumors um but it's not unusual for russian planes to be placed onto the bermuda aircraft register um all why, of why did they do that
1: then ex-
0: well um it's a bit of a tricky one you know like i it's um all of it it's all of like the the eastern or sort of russian aircraft are all on the russian uh, register but a, a lot of the airbuses and the Boeings are all on um different registries. So for example, the 9747s that Russia already has are on the Irish registry, oh. uh, but it's Airbuses and 737s are uh, registered in Bermuda. Um, Aeroflot's new A350s are registered in Bermuda. And um, I mean, it, it's kind of like this makes it, the Bermudian connection makes it look like Russia could be a reasonable uh, sort of expectation of where they may end up. But I mean, what are your but thoughts on that you're not saying it, that, right? <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, like, it's pure speculation, you know. like I mean, they could- it does
1: seem, you know, there was this yeah. rumour last year that Rocio was taking them and now there's four that have been registered to the yeah. same registry that Russia likes to use for some of its uh, foreign aircraft. And uh, I mean,
0: I could be putting two and two together and getting four
1: or five or 10. But, so yeah, yeah, I could we, also we, be getting
0: free. You know?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, we're not, we're speculating, but not guaranteeing, I think. Yeah. And, uh, you know, obviously British Airways hasn't said anything other than no yet.
0: Yeah. Um, well, I mean, so- um, like I did speak to British Airways briefly and they said um, it wasn't their place to comment on the aircraft because they're no longer in their care. So fair um, enough.
1: Fair enough. I did
0: reach out to Tarmac Aerospace, but uh, haven't heard anything from them.
1: Oh, well, we will have to watch this space, as we say, and uh, we will let you know once we know more.
0: Yeah, exactly. But, um, I mean... If we're talking about sort of more my end of the street, I'm very jealous that you get to speak about (laughs) Lufthansa this week, Joe. I do, because
1: you decided to take a day off work, which happened to be the same day, or two days, one of which happened to be Lufthansa's earnings call, which turned out to be quite interesting, actually. I know,
0: I was was heartbroken just watching all this news from (laughs) my sunny lounger.
1: (laughs) Oh, well. Um, So, yeah, as I said earlier, Lufthansa wants to have 20777X by 2020. Um, and it Mm. is expecting delivery of the first in 2023. All of this was revealed during its earnings call last week Um, and if you want the headline figure of course it's not great 6.7 billion euros was lost Um, but there was lots of talk about the future and lots of discussion about some major changes particularly to the shape of Lufthansa's long haul fleet Um, and just to make Mm. the point this is the Lufthansa group which also includes Austrian Eurowings and Swiss um, so you know it and, was
0: and uh, Dolmiti
1: oh yes and all the little ones as well <laughs>
0: <laughs> so and, and Euro Wings Discover now sorry yeah <laughs> you know
1: Okay, Tom, that, that'll do. Sorry, Settle I'm, down I'm just now. very Settle excited. Down <laughs>
0: you're, 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 you're stepping on my turf here, Joe. <laughs> so, um,
1: so, yeah, it was nice to hear the board talking about their future rather than looking back and lamenting over the past. So mm. the first point of interest was the delay of the 777X, which, as we know, is now 2023, possibly, or maybe later. Um, and what was coming on this new aircraft but Lufthansa's newest and improved business class cabin? However, mm. During the presentation, Carsten Spohr, the airline uh, group CEO, said that the cabin would actually arrive in 2022. So clearly, it's going to be coming on a different aircraft. We'd all anticipated it debuting on the 777X. Yeah. Um, so I asked Lufthansa, um, their press team said, actually, it's not decided yet, but I think I know. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've sleuthed it out um, because the timeline fits beautifully with another new aircraft that's coming mm-hmm. to the fleet, which is the Boeing seven. 787 Dreamliner. Um, Now, originally the Dreamliners were being ordered for other airlines in the Lufthansa group, such as Austrian and Swiss. Um, Mm. But S4 admitted that some of them will now be going to the Lufthansa mainline fleet. Um, So the official line is that both the 787 and the A350 are being considered for the first rollout of this new business class cabin. However, Mm. on the... um, Financial documents, the Lufthansa timeline for delivery shows no new A350 arriving before 2023. Um, It will then take 26 of the type between 2023 and 2029, which will go to various airlines within the group. Um, The 787, on the other hand, is perfectly timed for the arrival of the new cabin. Um, There are 20 uh, Dreamliners being delivered between 2022 and 2025. So it's highly likely that they will arrive with the new cabin. Um, so, um, that was like my big kind of exciting point was sleuthing out where, when we would get to try the new throne seat um, that's hmm. coming in that new business class cabin. But there were lots of other details on the future of the fleet. So as a group, in terms of well, long I know you've haul, got some
0: very bad news for me now, haven't you?
1: Uh, yeah, just hold your breath, Tom. Get the tissues get out, the, all right? Yeah, I will. <laughs> I'll be right back. <laughs> so as a group, overall, they're going to be going from 14 types of long haul aircraft to just eight. So they're going to be retiring the Boeing 747 the 767-300s, the 777-200s, the Airbus A330-200s, the a 340 the a 340 and the MD-11F. So all they will be operating is the seven four seven eights, the 777-300s, the 777-freighters, the a 330 the A350-900s, the Dreamliners, the 777 X and possibly, but probably not, the A380. So there were a lot of outlets on the day reporting that the A380 is permanently gone from the Lufthansa fleet. But actually, mm. uh, I would insist you read the report because it's not 100% certain Um mm. We already knew that six were definitely leaving the fleet and the other eight are off in storage. Um, Now, they gave a bit more colour on that during the earnings call. So, they're in deep storage. And along with the A340-600s, they're listed as temporarily decommissioned. um, Mm. And Lufthansa said that they will be staying this way for several years. Um, but you know they haven't said they've left the fleet they haven't said at any point they will never come back so it looks like they are leaving the door open in case there's a sudden uptick mm. in traffic but i really think passenger demand would have to go through the roof to see these giant aircraft back again
0: i know i know two are sort of scheduled to stay in frankfurt for the time being but um i i my, my guess is that if they they're just needed for like some new mammoth repatriation effort but um
1: yeah just in case but yeah
0: but um I think the others are all set to go to Tyrell now so I'm keeping my eye out for them just to say one last goodbye
1: oh Tom (laughs) (laughs) oh I'll get your girlfriend to pass the Kleenex goodness
0: It, it, it's so, very emotional here.
1: <laughs> so this is this is the shape of Lufthansa's long haul or the group's long haul yeah. activities. But actually there was something interesting on the short haul side as well. So the group is currently actively looking to offload 40 A320 family aircraft hmm. um, and they'll be coming from several of the airlines within the group. So I had a quick look and yeah, Lufthansa has some individuals that are aged over 28 years. So they're really yeah. old A320s. Austrian and Swiss have got some pretty old ones too. Um, They're taking NEOs to replace them, but overall the group is shrinking. So um, they're going into 2021, 150 planes smaller than they entered 2020 with. So uh, yeah, some really interesting fleet planning going on at Lufthansa. And, you know, they will emerge a smaller and more efficient airline, which is the the thing they keep wheeling out at all the financial calls. But uh, yeah, probably quite different to how it used to be.
0: If they're giving any A320s away, let me know. I do need a new house, <laughs>
1: <No>. <laughs> or uh, an office, as uh, yeah. the, the chap in Bristol proved this week. That was oh, a- yes. 7, 707 or 727? 727,
0: 727.
1: Mm. Uh yeah, that's all on the site if you want to see a seven two seven making its way down the M5 in the UK and holding up traffic. That was quite fun. <laughs> mm.
0: Well, I you know, I remember um off completely off topic, so I apologize, dear listeners, but um I do remember years ago I was just on a roundabout near where I lived and um there was some I think it was maybe a Jet 2A320 on the back of the lorry just going round it. Awesome. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, I don't think I've ever seen an airplane on the road, um, only at airports, so I'm missing yeah. out there.
0: So well, still
1: time. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about the UK kind of in a roundabout way. <laughs> What's mm. going on with our biggest low-cost carrier?
0: Well, um, let's chat about the last airline that I flew back on, and that was way back in early November, so <laughs> um, I that shouldn't a be a lot more that. recent
1: than my last flight, Tom. I haven't done any yeah. post-pandemic flying because I'm a very good girl.
0: Well, you know, everything I did was above board within the rules. I didn't catch COVID. Um,
1: Lucky but, um,
0: Yeah, so um, I'm not flying now until September, if that makes you feel better. <laughs> but um, yeah, so Ryanair clocked another month of record low traffic, which, I mean, it wasn't terribly unexpected, but um, this month it carried, or last month, should I say, it carried just half a million passengers. And when you compare that to February last year, which was sort of the last full month before everyone, everything. Went bad. It carried ten point five million passengers, so that's a decrease of ten million, wow. um, which is is not a small number for an airline. But um, you know, it seems low. It's not unexpected. Um, Ryanair's grounded the majority of its services in Ireland and the UK. Um, and as a result of the schedule cut, you know, if you're not operating planes, you're not expecting passengers. Yeah. Um, so it already told us, I think, start of January, February is going to be bad. And um, also in March, they're expecting similar passenger numbers. Um, and it, it, it's interesting, though, because uh, rather than operating a series of sparsely populated flights, um You know, the airline is just focusing on crucial routes. Um, But it it is keeping the rest of its fleet um, ready to go at any point. So um, we were talking to our friends over at RadarBox.com who sort of dug into the numbers. um, And we discovered that it's true. um, Ghost flights, so-called ghost flights, have increased in frequency due to the COVID-19 crisis. Are these Um, planes
1: wearing sheets and flying around going, uh, I wish, you know,
0: there there is a... um, Off topic again, but I think one year (laughs) for Halloween, um, I think it was Eurowings dressed a cartoon plane of theirs up in a... Uh, a sort of Ryanair sheet um, just <laughs> as like a Halloween costume. Give people um, a
1: nightmare. <laughs> yeah. That's I, a big I'm, I'm going to have to
0: dig that out now. Um, but um, yeah, that was um, there. But anyway, off topic. Um, no, these are rather, I'm going to use a skeleton word now. So it's still a bit. Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> Ghost flights and skeletons, and it's not even yeah, Halloween. It's Goodness. not even
0: October. Um, but yeah, during April and May, and now again, as the whole fleet has been grounded again, um, the airline is basically. Basically, taking off from an airport, flying around and then landing again. And you may be thinking like, this doesn't sound very good with um, environmental initiatives and whatnot. Um, no. But, you know, the airline is rather, You like we've talked about many times on this podcast, you can't just Leave an aircraft at the side of an airport and come back in three months' time. Uh, you know you've got to store them properly to make sure that you don't end up with owls in the engine. Um, <laughs> true story. Google it. Um, so um, rather than wrapping the aircraft engines in plastic, Ryanair's thought, you know, if we keep flying our planes, they'll stay in an airworthy condition. So that's what they're doing with these flights. But it's it's, it's not a it's not just for the aircraft because it also ensures that the pilots are remaining current because they're still taking off and landing every now and then, even if there's no passengers. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's kind of good for everyone in that respect.
1: Is it a case of Ryanair being a bit cheapskate again because it's actually cheaper to fly an airplane round in a circle than it is to pay for all the storage and care it would I mean- need if they parked it up?
0: You know, it's, I, I, I don't think it's my place to say, um, you know, it, there's, there's pros and cons of each side because in, in the short term, this is, or in the long term, this is actually more expensive because you need the constant maintenance uh, to check that the planes are um, relative, which is why Lufthansa is sending their aircraft to long-term storage because right. it costs more in the short term to store it, but then the long-term costs are very low until you want to reactivate it.
1: I see. Okay. Well, (laughs) but they are ready to go. And I think uh, there's been some interesting stats on on what they're going to be flying. I think uh, our new route analyst is uh, putting something together today about just Mm. how many routes Ryanair is going to be flying. So it'll be interesting to see.
0: I mean... You've also got to look at it in terms of the the airline's business model, because if you look at Lufthansa, for example, um, with their A380s, they've got 12 A380s, you know, that's not much at the fleet. Um, And they're still operating like a relatively big number of other aircraft, whereas Ryanair right now is really down to bare bones, but it's got a fleet of over 400 aircraft. And if the majority of these are put into storage, you know, it's going to be a hell of a task to bring them all back, especially you know you've got to imagine last time Ryanair came out of this situation it went it did it with a bang you know on the 1st of July they yeah. just brought back a huge schedule it wasn't yeah. like a we'll operate 5 flights today then 6 flights tomorrow then 7 flights you know it was like so, from
1: 0 to you know yeah. 50% of its yeah. usual levels of it, it's it not,
0: right away. It's not gonna be an easy task for this this like whereas other airlines it maybe makes sense, you know, for Ryanair it could make sense for some of the fleet, but with the amount of aircraft that currently aren't flying, it yeah it, they can't um logistically do it.
1: No, fair enough. Fair enough. Well, hopefully things will pick up and uh, we're all yeah anxiously awaiting may the 17th here in the uk which is the date we will be allowed well it will no longer be may. illegal to travel abroad abor- <laughs> it may
0: no longer be illegal
1: <laughs> it may no longer be illegal yes we've had chris witty on the tv today saying there's a massive mm. risk to unlocking the uk in may and we're all just going no please just let us well, out i mean
0: you know like i i was quite excited this week because we've kind of had a little sort of bit of a soft unlock in Germany you know um we've got our gyms back the zoo's open and oh
1: stop it <laughs>
0: We still haven't got restaurants though, which is, and pubs, which is, I, I need, the pubs are the big thing that I'm I'm working on now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm all right without the pub. I just need a hairdresser and a no, swimming don't, pool. Don't. Those are the two things I'm really missing right now.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, our hairdressers are open, but you know, I still got that fear of going into a German hairdresser and not being able to say what I want. and <laughs>
1: <laughs> Coming out with a crew cut. <laughs> yeah.
0: I oh, mean, dear. that might be better than what I've got now though. <laughs>
1: yeah it is a bit of a mop it's a shame this isn't a video podcast because you could all enjoy Tom's uh, lovely uh, Beatles-esque hair right now
0: <laughs> <laughs> well I'm sat in the dark anyway so
1: <laughs> anyway but so, we're off topic on with the podcast and uh, as you know we like to end the podcast on a more light-hearted topic and I'm not sure whether this will be light-hearted yeah. or not because no, it was I, I, a little I was bit reading serious. this
0: thinking this doesn't really tick that box but, <laughs> what have you got for us
1: so um over the weekend, or earlier this week, I think, it. no, it was, it was while you were because, off, wasn't it? It was last yeah, it was, Friday. It, well,
0: it was when you were working, you wrote it, and you don't work at the weekend.
1: <laughs> that's true. That's very true. So, um... We've we've had some activist disruptions over recent mm. years. You know the, the whole uh, issue with climate change and carbon emissions and, and airplanes. You know it's really riled some yeah. people up. And if you remember, London City had Extinction Rebellion in the airport last year. And well, uh, there was June, the man
0: who glued himself to the top of the City Flyer. He did. That's um, right. He glued himself plane. on
1: top of the jet. And then uh, it was May last year. Amsterdam had Greenpeace break in and occupy a runway. And then in mm. June, Extinction Rebellion broke into Orly. And um, made a protest on the runway, shut down the airport for several hours. So mm. Paris has also had another break in. Um, and it was last Friday, a group of around 10 people equipped with spray paint ladders and various other equipment marched into Charles de Gaulle somehow. Uh, goodness knows how they managed it and started painting the side of an Air France 777 green. And... Um, mm this protest was all about the notion of a green aircraft and if you follow French aviation you know it's something they speak about quite often is money for this new game changing green aircraft Um, but Greenpeace say that a green plane is not possible. None of the solutions work, um, and well, that we a just green need plane to stop have Proved it. Well, yeah. <laughs> so they made a, an actual plane green, um, mm. and as usual, they filmed themselves and shared it all over social media. So it'll be nice and easy for the authorities to charge them with vandalism um, for what they did. And they painted the whole of the side, including the windows, green. Um, mm. And if you're interested in this aircraft, it was a 22-year-old triple seven two hundred ER. Um, now, Air France is retiring some of its 200ERs, but we don't know if this was one that was going to be retired. However, it hasn't it been now. used since March um, and it's all taped up, you know, mm. which likely saved it getting damaged or, or any sensitive equipment. Yeah, I mean, becoming you can just imagine paint. the
0: paint going in some of the little openings like the pitot yeah, tube, you know, that could block exactly. that right off.
1: could have been nasty. But I don't know if you caught the later share because there was um, actually footage that evening showing a fire engine washing it off quite successfully. So, I think it must have been a water-based paint because it looked Mm. like it was coming off fairly easily. But uh, you know, as much as I hated to see the triple seven getting damaged, the real question here is how the heck did they get into the airport? Mm. I really think Charles de Gaulle's got to look a bit more closely at its uh, airport security measures if ten people with ladders can walk in just like that.
0: Well, I'm sure it won't be happening again. You know, I mean, it's um, you. You must share that footage with me, though. I haven't seen that. I want to see. Um, the plane being washed down by the.
1: Yeah, the... I think uh, it's actually on our Facebook page. I think somebody okay. shared the video in a comment on our post. So I'll yeah, if you, if you have a look through our Facebook page, you might be able to see that. But uh, I, I was very careful, pleased though, to see it coming off.
0: <laughs> I just, I've, I've got um, in my head. Do you, do you remember that time that the aircraft? I think it was in uh, the Middle East somewhere. Was getting a water cannon salute, and uh, one of the windows got blown in. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> Congratulations. Oh, sorry, we broke your plane. <laughs> oh dear. Well, I think that's about all we can waffle on about for today's podcast. And we do hope you enjoyed it. And as usual, welcome your feedback at podcastsimpleflying.com.
0: For more great content, you can visit our website at simpleflying.com or find us on social media. Simply search for Simple Flying.
1: If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a rating on your favourite podcast player. Thanks for listening.
0: Bye.